Welcome back, everybody. We have another episode of Judging Nerd, Judging Nerd Culture. My name is Ollie. And I'm Jess. And uh, today we're talking about, the, honestly, the first pretty decent zombie movie I've seen in a while. It's a movie called The Girl with All the Gifts. It's a zombie movie, but it's like, I would say, three-fourths of the way through a zombie apocalypse. After everything has kind of gone to shit and people have already reestablished societies, just not good ones. Mm-hmm. Well, there's not really a society established, but there's uh, military... Like outposts. Outposts still up because, you know, they had guns and they <laughs> were part of the military, so... The story focuses on, uh, let's see here, Melanie is the name of the character. And she's just this young girl, uh, 13 years old, who is seemingly trapped in this facility... Uh, held by the military folks who are in charge of it and uh, treated very poorly and sort of uh, controlled in her day-to-day being taught and experiment maybe not experiment on them but tested for various reasons and uh yeah it's for the very beginning bit pretty uncomfortable yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh so I, i'm not much of a uh horror movie buff myself so i've only seen like the 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 usual culprits when it comes to zombie type movies like resident evil and Shaun of the dead which i'm not even sure that should count <laughs> uh and a couple others here and there but that's not really my jam but you on the other hand you were you were pretty into the zombie craze in your uh in your heyday <laughs> How do you think this compares to the usual zombie genre movie? It had some twists that you don't normally see in a zombie movie. Um, A lot of other zombie movies, like, you know that in the end, everyone's either going to land on an island or in a place where they're going to die anyway, or... They're going to slowly start to build up um, some sort of community or society. And in this one, this one has a very uh, unique ending that I really liked and that you don't really see. Um, And the zombies were were the infected, however you want to put it. I know there's a lot of weird, like, vocab when it comes to that. Um, People consider uh, the infected and zombies or the undead different. Um, which, it, it, it makes sense. Um, I just always say zombies no matter what. <laughs> always. Um, I mean, what is a zombie except for someone who's just kind of not there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, the, the depiction of the zombies in this one was interesting. Because they were like a mix of, like, the Last of Us zombies. Um, like, where they had weird fungus on them but they were also um not like world war z but but they were like still fast they were they still had control of that as soon as they came at you it was a a terrifying Mm -hmm. encounter like they they sprinted they ran they put all of their force into it but like you said, they don't they don't World War Z climb over each other to make a lift all the way up to yeah. a wall or whatever. But they, it seemed like they could open doors and stuff. Yeah, uh, or maybe not super well, but they at least could like like they didn't mind pushing until it got through. Mm-hmm. It just it, it, they had 
uh, a limit to like the nonsense that they could do, but they were still pretty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like one to ten compared to other zombie movies I've seen, it's probably like a, like an eight or nine. Um, uh, you have Wikipedia pulled up right now, and I can already see a movie that I like. Uh, it's a zombie undead infected movie, uh, Cargo, right there. That's a, we're not talking about Cargo right now, but, um, in terms of zombie movies. Cargo's a 10? Cargo's a 10. (laughs) That's fair. Um, this Uh, movie, 8 or 9, Cargo's a 10. Um, so, like, (laughs) still go watch this movie, it's really good. Um, but while you're trapped in your house right now, also watch Cargo, and, um, become paranoid about <laughs> everything. <laughs> so many other things. Um, yeah, I, I really, uh, like I said, I haven't gotten into a whole lot of zombie movies, but I've always appreciated a, a number of different, like, quirks and tropes of the zombie genre. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also disliked a few. But the, the thing that I've always kind of appreciated about the zombie genre in general is just this, like... The, the idea of a, a small group of survivors just kind of worming their way around trying to figure shit out. And you get that a little bit in this after some nonsense happens and base gets, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, no spoilers yet. But there's a small group that have to go out and do surviving and get to a spot and hopefully live. And that's always the best part of a zombie movie. Like, don't get me wrong, I do love when there's a, like, in The Walking Dead, that movie, but whatever... When they finally get to Alexandria or wherever else they're going and then they establish a thing. But that's like a longer form narrative where it's like you want to see them establish something. With movies, I think it's I think the best part is definitely the the small ragtag team not dying somehow. I think that's always really entertaining. Uh, and that the, I think that is a pretty good job of that. And also avoided something that I hate in zombie movies. But it, it did a good job of just not, you know, dealing with it. Where the zombies are never, the like, the final threat. It's always other people. Mm-hmm. And, like, I get it. People are monsters. Cool. But also zombies. <laughs> and in this one, they made, did a really good job of making the zombies seem genuinely threatening. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a scene where they, um, they're looking for food and they're trying to get to the next military camp outpost and they go through the mall and there's all those all these people or these infected undead people um just standing and they have balconies around the mall and it looks like they're looking out like they're waiting for people to come to the mall Mm -hmm. um that's not really the case because it doesn't seem like they can see no but they can definitely hear Yeah. yeah Um, but just to see all those people who have been infected at the mall like that, just frozen and like seeing, seeing the, the group of people slowly try to wiggle their way through them very quietly, like not touching anyone and trying not to make any sound was very intense. And it was, mm-hmm. it really reminded you that like, if something like that happened, yeah, you'd be able to survive mostly um but big cities like that would just be wild almost impossible like sure if you live in an old i don't know some small country town you might have a better chance because like 
India, China, Japan, like high density places, this kind of thing. Oh boy, like that's gonna New be New York. Like nothing, you would just have to get out as fast as you could. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's such a tense situation in that particular scene too, because like, like I I like the fact that they can't really see. Like they they're mostly sound based. Mm -hmm. Like they can, I think they can notice fast motions. Maybe they're like mostly blind or something like that. But I really like that over just zombies can see and hear and smell and everything else because it gives it gives you the ability to make the zombies because I feel like even though it's a movie, there's still like balancing going on as if it was a video game. Like we can't make the zombies too crazy because humans have to be survivable and this and that. And I think taking away sight and letting them exist by sound is a pretty interesting way to do it where... If you can be quiet, if you can be subtle and sneaky, you can get through this world and survive. And it, it causes a lot of tense environments, a lot of tense situations. But also if something goes wrong, which it definitely could because it's just a noise, mm -hmm. then the horde comes to life. And it's like, it's, that's a very cool scene. That's that sort of uh, scenario. So I, I appreciated it. <laughs> uh, also, regarding like... Uh, the the way that the infection is portrayed in this movie, like you were mentioning, it's very much a uh, Last of Us style fungus thing, mm -hmm. and I think they mentioned in the movie that it was like uh, some fungus, uh, some parasitic fungus that like enters your brain and slowly takes over your your nervous system, your body, and then oh you die, but you you die, but then you keep going doing whatever the the fungus makes you do. And that's cool. I, I find that to be pretty mm -hmm. neat. So, you could still be alive. You just don't have control of your functions. Yeah, maybe early on. Mm -hmm. That would suck. <laughs> uh, it's also like a, a thing that uh, that happens with like ants. Mm -hmm. There's a thing that infects ants and causes that sort of thing, and that's fun. Yeah, <laughs> there's a little bit of reality there. That's entertaining. Um. Maybe that's why they can't see. Uh, the infection steals that away or something. Almost sounds like it's either some sort of weird evolution of um, a fungus we have on Earth, or maybe it was from Aliens? outer space. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So when it comes to a zombie movie, do you prefer, like, stereotypical uh, undead where they die, they come back to life, and they're, you know, like like... Walking Dead sort of zombies, where they slowly become just walking skeletons, basically? Or would you prefer zombies are infected like World War Z and 28 Days Later, where it's like, you don't have to actually die, you just, it gets in you somehow, whether it's like your eyes, your mouth, whatever it is, a bite, um, and it just goes through your butt blood and you become like this crazy flesh-eating monster. Mm -hmm. uh, it is hard to say, because overall, I think I prefer the Walking Dead ones, because uh, most of the time, they eventually decay, and it's like, well, you're you're not... If we survive three years, most of you are just going to be skeletons. And yeah. whoop-de-doo. <laughs> we'll be fine. Your brain won't really be there. Yeah, there's not going to be anything there. You're yeah, be... How long does it take for a brain to really decay? Even if the brain is still there... If it's inside a skull that has no 
like nutrients or anything going yeah. through it's gonna well, well i mean zombies don't anyway yeah that's what i'm saying like but like like the the all the muscles will be dead yeah if you don't if the brain doesn't have any muscles to manipulate then the body's not gonna move yeah you don't have to worry about a skull as long as you're watching where you're walking yeah and we've seen <laughs> we've seen in, in like shows like that like severed heads that are still let me wrong walking through a field of that would be gross but i'm not like oh no mm -hmm. you know you just go through uh with like a walking stick boop <laughs> donezo so i think i'll prefer the kind where they die and then slowly decay over time mm -hmm. versus uh world war z which horrifying horrifying yeah. uh or worse resident evil what yeah, that's resident evil is its own thing like i always thought it was a zombie movie and then the third or second one came out and i was like yeah. What? Well, I mean, they're more infected. They mm -hmm. even call them infected. They don't call them zombies. So now we're going to talk about some uh, spoiler-filled content. So here's your little spoiler warning. Uh, if you don't want to know what's actually going on in the movie before you watch it, don't listen past here. So, we, we mentioned Melanie. Mm -hmm. Why is she in this pretty awful situation? Well, when the movie starts off it doesn't really give you a lot of answers uh so you do start off being kind of confused about what sort of gifts does she have why do they have all of these children like strapped to all of these chairs and they're still teaching them like they're homeschooling them mm -hmm. why are they still um giving them an education like this if they're just doing experiments on them um, then you meet the doctor, and it turns out they're trying to, like, what, trying to figure out if they, like, how their brain works. And yeah. If they can... They're trying to synthesize a cure, some sort of cure, I guess, mm -hmm. for the the fungal infection. Because as it turns out, Melanie and her uh, classmates are second generation mm -hmm. infected. Uh, so they... Do the whole, oh, flesh, I want to eat it mm -hmm. thing. But they're still there. Like, they're yeah. still kids. Like, they have their own emotions and thoughts and things they want to do. Mm -hmm. So she can, like, she can subsist for a long time off whatever. Mm -hmm. She can have all the benefits of being a zombo without the, the loss of self. Mm -hmm. And that's interesting. That was real cool. Uh, for the very beginning chunk... There's a part of me that wasn't sure if like they were the the kids were purposely infected by by these people to be tested on or like what was going on, uh, but you find out later that no they they had been found they had been finding kids like this for a while now. Uh, well, they found all of those kids in mm, one spot. Yeah, all these ones particularly, but there are others somewhere eventually probably. Uh, well, you do know that there are other ones out there. <laughs> <laughs> But the, 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 the point is they, they found all these kids because uh, their mothers had been infected and they found the kids had also gotten infected through the placenta and uh, eventually, once developed enough, ate their way out. Very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Very gross. I mean, they weren't going to be able to be yeah. pushed out, so... <laughs> yeah, dead mama ain't going to push. Uh, so yeah, that's that's the the conception of these of these kids and the soldiers 
who, despite, I, you know, I believe them to understand that these kids are their uh, hope for the future, real assholes. <laughs> to... yeah. Well, I mean, they're, they're still considered not human because they're zombies. Like, they're infected with this disease that makes them want to eat humans, which to the humans says, oh, you're not a regular human. So, what's a, what, do we, what would you say is one of your favorite scenes from this from this uh, movie? Probably, uh, it's not the, the very end, but it is, like, within the last ten minutes. Um, so I don't know if I should say yet. Um, okay, we can... But it turns the movie in a direction that not a lot of these type of movies go with. Um, usually... You know, the the kid, the person with the ability to make the vaccine is either, like, sacrifices themselves to make the vaccine or they find a loophole where, like, they can do this really dangerous surgery but, like, maybe you'll survive and we'll have a, a vaccine. Um, but they really twisted it to make it just be like, hey, this isn't... For you anymore. Yeah, it, it definitely is a much different ending than mm-hmm. most. Uh, <laughs> it, it There's a lot of movies that definitely take that middle ground, like, oh, we'll find another way and kind of cop out of doing a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie did not. It was like, mm, this is what we're going to say here. <laughs> this is what's going on. Mm-hmm. And that was cool. That was cool. Uh, and it's not like the, the infected type of person that Melanie is. It's not like vampire movies that you watch and they take over the world and then they start to run out of food because they're morons but it's she eats animals yeah she doesn't need to eat people yeah so eventually they could have a society like ours Mm -hmm. but just like super strong infected people Yeah. yeah uh all right so let's talk about that ending a little later uh, but there is one scene that I want to bring up mm-hmm. that's a little bit before, you know, all that, that I, I was pretty into. Um, it's when Melanie is uh, kind of being sent off to do her own thing because mm-hmm. lo and behold, she's infected. So the people, the other infected people out there don't really try to eat her. Uh, so despite the fact that soldiers are kind of dickheads. Uh, she's she's their ace in the hole for a lot of situations and uh there's a scene where she's off on her own doing her own thing and she's she's getting a little hungry <laughs> like she's having a, a not great time yeah, everyone gets hungry and she's a little worried because she knows she doesn't want to eat people these are people she's talked to uh and she finds a little cat and mm, <laughs> it's the end of that cat uh and there's a scene afterwards where she meets back up with the people and they're walking away and she just is staring at this poster of a cat for like a cat food thing and the 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 teacher lady who comes with her just like ah, do do you want a cat and melody's like no i already had one and that made me laugh real good that was really funny and i don't know the 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 kid uh, the actor the actress uh she was 13 at the time like pretty young pretty young character and actress and it just it seemed pretty well acted just this sense of like huh well i did a thing 
I'm not sure how I feel about it yet as a person. Well, I mean, it's like she has hadn't really ever had a pet. Like, mm-hmm. she's never been around people or an environment where animals are used as just pets. Mm-hmm. Um, so when she saw the animal, it was food. And, like, when this teacher asks her this, she's like, oh, yeah, you don't eat these, do you? <laughs> but it's, it's, just a, it's also just, like, a very weirdly lighthearted joke to, like, cut up some of the scenes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I found it, uh, I found it just well-placed as far as comedic timing for mm-hmm. a mostly pretty serious movie. Yeah. Uh, so I, I found that to be a very good scene. And just all the, the little bits of character ramification that comes with it. Because in, in those moments, not just with this one moment, but in general with Melanie, you see that she's just very smart. Not because of like the infection or this or that. She just is a gifted gal. And that a lot of that comes from the fact that she can, you know, see things and understand context and sort of just be smart and figure things out, uh, figure out social cues and beyond. And you can see in these character moments where she does a thing and then looks around and realizes, oh, this is not a thing that these people understand. There's something that, you know, is specific to me and people from who are now my people. And uh, that's cool to see that sort of uh, understanding and seeing a character, of, especially of that age, being portrayed as that smart and that that capable of understanding. And not like a uh, so- child scientist prodigy, but just realistically smart. Like, I can figure this out. I, I'm good at this and this. I can I can put together these things. And that was nice. I, li- I really liked her character. What do you think about... Uh, some of the other characters. So the main soldier, um, I don't remember his name. There, there was a handful, like two or three main soldiers at the beginning. Um, one I believe was was uh, like Liam or uh, something similar to that. Um, Kieran. Kieran, maybe. Um, he and Melanie seemed to be. I don't know. They had a budding friendship, and yeah. it was really cute. Um, but then the uh, Sergeant Parks, he was the uh, the main, like, sergeant. Mm-hmm. Um, he was portrayed as, like, the bad guy at first. Um, and, I mean, he kind of was. Like, he treated her very poorly. He treated them, like, the, the kids, like animals like wild animals that he was disgusted by um uh he he could care less for them couldn't care less whatever um but as the movie goes on he you can tell that he's figuring out that oh i'm wrong like this little girl is just a little girl he just happens to be infected with this weird thing that makes her stronger than me, faster than me, <laughs> and she's just hungry for different types of things than I am. Um, yeah. But you you find out he lost a, his wife, who was pregnant, so he also had some, like, like, his kid was out there, and he, I don't know, you could just tell all over his face that he had a bunch of feelings about this that he wasn't really happy about. Yeah, it was character development that I wasn't expecting to see mm-hmm. at all. Uh, and admitted, he didn't go very far, 
but he went far enough to, for me to not want to see him die as mm-hmm. a character. So that's impressive. <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of character, a lot of movies with uh, I'm Sergeant Dickhead. I'm here to be a dickhead. That that character doesn't really get a whole lot other than this is who they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to see him actually develop, like, oh, you know, maybe I was wrong, and like work these ideas out that was neat yeah um i also uh really liked the uh the teacher lady which you're supposed to like she's the most uh i don't know emotionally connected character i believe Mm -hmm. and she's meant to be she's she's the one who's nicest to the kids she teaches them and supports them and is that she's that character but i liked her a lot in general because she was the one that also i don't know made the most sense and didn't really fuck with anything she was like all right yeah they want to eat you that sucks and they don't like that don't be a dick about it Mm -hmm. oh you guys are being assholes like she was just very forward about it eventually when the 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 structure of the base fell down uh and she was a little less uh you know being told what to do she was just slapping hoes. <laughs> just, fuck you and fuck you. <laughs> and I liked it a lot. It was cool. Uh, she also had a very good friendship with, with Melanie. Mm-hmm. So part of my soul being the shipper that I am was like, Kiernan, teacher lady, Melanie, little happy family. Run off into the apocalypse and <laughs> they survive somehow. Uh very much not the ending. We no. got. Um, I didn't really like the teacher. No. No. Um. Like I get wanting to survive and doing whatever you can to survive, but there's a point in the movie where she's talking to the sergeant, I believe, and she mentions that she didn't pick like when the compound is falling, she picks up Melanie and holds her really tight. When there's a bunch of uh, the infected running towards them. And it looks like she's holding her to, like, run away and, like, save her. Um, But she tells the sergeant that Melanie was just there. Like, it it was a way to maybe avoid the other zombies or whatever. Um, And, like, she was nice and everything. But, I mean, nice only gets you so far. And she didn't seem genuine about some of it. Like, she didn't want Melanie to die. She didn't want them to open up Melanie's brain and kill her. Because, but of course, I also I don't think she wanted the responsibility of taking care of Melanie. Mm-hmm. I get it. I want to be nice to kids and take care of them, but I don't want to have them right now. Like they're the, I don't know. I think that's why I did like her, is because... She, you know, took advantage of Melanie when she needed it to, to survive. And it doesn't seem like she, uh, like, felt good about it. Like, I, when she was talking to Sergeant, she wasn't happy about that. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't know. I think I, I like that more. I think that made her more rounded as a character. She wasn't just a nice lady. Like, she was. I mean, it's more real. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know. It just made me not like her. That's fair. And she seemed... Uh, fake. Mm. Maybe so. Uh, she, uh, <laughs> whether you're liked or not, she's a big part of the ending. 
So let's get into the ending. Let's uh, explain a little bit of what the hell's going on here and uh, why I think it's one of the better endings for one of these movies. So as they're walking around, they come across this big-ass spore tree full of mush or fungus spores that, if opened, could just get into the air and infect mm-hmm. anyone who's left alive. But they're, they're very hard. They're very mm-hmm. solid. Like, you could hammer them, you could throw them, run a car over them, whatever, and they would not break. Mm-hmm. Um, the doctor says... They're seed pods that need some sort of moisture or heat to open up. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is obviously is going to <laughs> play a bit of a point later on. And you can tell because it's a very ominous <laughs> viewing of this big tree. Wh- why would they tell us if they weren't going to do something about it? Of course. And uh, after a, a big, big climactic sort of spectacle with uh, Kieran and he unfortunately does not make it, uh, is attacked by wild children. <laughs> but, um, Melanie finds, she, I think she's looking for food. Yeah, she's um, And she goes into this library because she loves reading. It's one of the things that got her through um, being basically a prisoner. Um, but she goes to this library and... In it, she finds that, like, what this little tribe of infected children have made it their home, like a nest almost. And they look, for the most part, like normal kids. Just very dirty, grimy kids, because they probably have never bathed. Um, yeah. Ratty hair, you know, they're, they've got rags on. Mm-hmm. Um, they have T's painted on themselves, too, which mm-hmm. I was confused by. Yeah. But, I mean... Like, face paint. Mm-hmm. Um... Which, I don't know if the tea meant anything or if it, they were just wiping it, you know, mm. on the structure of their face. Maybe um, so. But they had, like, their own way of talking. Mm-hmm. Like, it, when you think of, like, cavemen, you think of the grunting noises. And that's kind of what they did. Yeah, like, they, there was no, like, one for one what this word means this and this word means that. But it was very clear that they could get across moderately complex ideas like... How, uh, oh, I saw a person. We should spring a trap. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, they did surprisingly well. Yeah, and then Kiernan dies. <laughs> yeah, he fell for the oldest fucking book. So a uh, kid literally was walking, come here, there's food right here. We have food. Uh, mm-hmm. Except, you know, grunts. <laughs> and the guy's just like, all right, kid, I'm, I'm, I'm coming closer and closer for some fucking reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, Who knows? Um, he's too sweet for his own good. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they, they follow Kiernan and they unfortunately eat him like piranhas. There is nothing <laughs> left of this boy. Yeah. Um, when they find him, she's just this bloody skeleton. Yeah. Um, and, uh, they, like, Melanie is the one who's leading the, the teacher lady and Sergeant Dickhead to Kiernan. Because she, she picked up on, oh, fuck, this, this is going to be bad. We need to save him. Uh, it's just, just a little bit too too late. <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, but it's okay because this, that's not the end of the tribe. They also fell for the trap because Kiernan was part of the trap to lure them out. And uh, when they try to leave this facility, they're surrounded by uh, murderous cannibal children. <laughs> and if that's not scary... <laughs> 
Uh, yeah. Luckily, Melanie handles it. Yeah, in a really weird way. <laughs> yeah. At this part, doesn't really. I don't really. Uh, I don't know. I don't jive with it. I think it's a little weird, but yeah. she she picks up on like their social cues, I guess. And she's like, okay. You grunt and scream at him, and you hit him with a big stick, and she hit him a lot. And beat up their big guy. Killed him, and then they feared her. Mm-hmm. She was... Like, she... It was strange how she could immediately know how to talk to them. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's weird. Like, I understand that up until now they've been showing her off as being, again, rather... Uh, keen on on these things and rather able to pick up like what's going that what's going on and like how people interact with each other how she's supposed to act uh pretty quickly but the to to do that with like a group of people who don't have a language really to to have no connection to that and just be like oh, i know what to do that was weird yeah but maybe it's some sort of instinct that she has and that a regular human wouldn't because we don't have this fungus in us. Maybe. Uh, if, it, if it is, that's a hell of an instinct. Um, yeah, they, they managed to survive this encounter for a brief moment before uh, other shit goes down. And what goes down is that they get back to their currently safe base camp uh, and get knocked out by Dr. Lady's name. I forgot what she was called. But she's the other main antagonist, I would say, to the to the story. Yeah, I think she's she's played by Glenn Close, which is which was kind of surprising because she's a relatively uh, popular actress. Um, and then I think the sergeant, Sergeant Parks, was played by her name is Patty. Considine, Considine, Considine. Um, his name isn't familiar, but his face was really familiar because I've I've seen him in a lot of other um, more popular movies. So this this movie had a lot of These, actors yeah. who were yeah, maybe not popular. like maybe not any like world names like Angelina Jolie's or whatever, but like a lot of people have solid uh, libraries of work behind them. So, like, th- there's talent here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they, Sergeant and Teacher get back, and uh, Dr. What was her name? Dr. Carolyn. Carolyn Caldwell. She, uh, this entire time, had been dissecting the kids to uh, try to piece together an antidote or some way for the, the rest of the people, the rest of the living humans, to maybe have a similar... Uh, sort of relationship with the fungus that Melanie has, where it's more symbiotic rather than uh, consumed from the inside out and turned into a husk mm-hmm. or whatever. And uh, that involved, you know, killing a lot of kids. And Melanie was going to be the next one, and the doctor is convinced that she can, if she gets one more chance with Melanie, she could put something together, make a cure. And the teacher doesn't allow this she's like hell no we're not doing that mm-hmm. yeah the soldier doesn't really seem to care he's like eh, we have a we have other business to take care of we're not we're not here for that right now mm-hmm. but when they get back she get they get knocked out by some sleep gas or whatever 
and she starts putting together uh, a bit of a surgery time for Melanie. Uh, unfortunately for the doctor, Melanie explains when she wakes up, uh, she barely needs to breathe. <laughs> I mean, she's dead. Yeah, you know? yeah. Parts of her aren't, you know, what they need to be. Um, the doctor mentions that the the way Melanie's body and the fungus work together is like a symbiote. Yeah, that's what she called it. Yeah, like they're working together, and that the fungus um, does something in her lungs that makes it so she doesn't need as much oxygen as a regular human. Yeah, and uh, one, that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> uh, so Melanie's able to just be and do. Also, if you don't need oxygen as much, then you're going to live longer, because oxygen is what makes you age and die. Along with what also allows you to be alive. So it's it sucks. <laughs> but anyways, uh, Melanie does not get cut open. Uh, Dr. Lady does die. Unfortunately. <laughs> and uh, Melanie sort of has a decision. She makes a decision in this moment. She, with a little bit of... Uh, back and forth between the doctor and her they discuss existence and like what it means to be a person and all sorts of stuff and melanie kind of comes to a decision like you want me to die to help you guys not die uh why why not you guys die so that i can live and she just decides yeah you know i think that's my answer so she goes out and lights a fire on that spore tree and releases it to the world. And, uh, yeah, that's... Yeah, so any any living human um, who breathes that in it's, when it gets to you... Is going to get infected. Yeah, and um, the doctor explains that because Melanie is second generation, if any living person gets the spore... They're just going to be like the, the crazy infected people. They're not going to be s- still conscious of everything mm-hmm. like she, like Melanie is. Mm-hmm. But anyone who's pregnant at the mo- at this time, which might be who knows how many, they're going to have second generation of kids and then third generation ones, however many years in the future from now, might also have the same symbiotic relationship with these, with this fungus. And, uh... Yeah, it looks like humans in this particular movie are done for. Mm-hmm. At least in the sense of us being humans. Yeah, traditional human. It is now the era of the fungus man and <laughs> their rise to prominence. And uh, I, I thought that was really cool. Like, they, the bad guy won, sort of. Kind of. Um, if you consider like the nobody... zombie virus to be the bad guy. Yes. It's like nobody was really the bad guy. It was just a weird and unfortunate process of evolution. Yeah. Uh, But it was really cool. Uh, But that's not the end of everybody. Um, The teacher and the sergeant are still alive for a moment. Uh, Melanie uh, seals them away in the bunker that they were in, basically. The trans uh, movable bunker. But the sergeant comes out and to find her because it ended up he sort of cares and uh that's when you find out a little bit about his wife and kid and he gets killed because he's about to become a 
one of these zombies. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, yeah, it was, it was a sad and interesting ending. And the last few scenes is just Melanie corralling a bunch of these wild zombie boys and girls to be lectured at yeah, by uh, the teacher. Yeah, to have them learn. Mm-hmm. Which is wild to me because, like, there's other kids from, like, the facility she was in that she brought out and is helping them learn. She's, she is clearly in charge of this next upcoming world. Mm-hmm. She is the first world leader <laughs> in this particular setting, which, that's fun. Yeah. Uh, but, like, I understand her and those other kids learning, but the wild kids, I can't imagine they, they're going to learn anything from this. I feel like they'll learn... They have the potential to learn a lot, but they're probably never going to be to the level of Melanie or, like, kids nowadays would be. Um, I mean, when you're younger, like, three to five or whatever it is, that's when you soak up most of your information. Mm -hmm. Um, When you learn most of your functions and abilities and these kids can learn you know they can learn a bit i guess maybe how to talk they can learn like more social stuff but they're probably never gonna be great at arithmetic like they're not gonna (laughs) you know have have that processing ability but they can still become functioning humans yeah fair enough uh I, I, regardless of that, I still think this is a great ending, because like, even the ve- the very last like, sort of, uh, moment of tension of conflict was Melanie and this doctor arguing, mm-hmm. and it was the doctor is an older lady, not you know, a hundred and two or anything, but a, a fair bit older than Melanie, who's like a thirteen year old girl, and they're arguing about whose world this is and who's in who should be in charge, who should, whatever, and that's you know more than a little bit like on the nose of like yeah this is the world in general is always for the younger generation and that's just a part of existing in our society like we live and we develop our own ideas and establish our own rules and whatnot but the next generation the one behind us even they're the ones who are gonna take control they're the one who the world is being built for uh maybe not always in the best way as we can you know see Sometimes it's uh, the, we fuck up <laughs> and leave uh, a dumpster fire for the younger generation to fix somehow. But it was that seeing that play out within these two characters of like this argument who should be in charge or not even who should be in charge, but who should be allowed the most opportunity to to grow. That was interesting. And Melanie just deciding, fuck it, <laughs> was... It was fun. I, I appreciated that. Yeah, I mean, even if the humans, the uninfected, were able to find a vaccine, how long would they really survive anyway? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's hard to to say, but I, I think of the the endings that I've seen for zombie ish genres, I think this is the one that's most like weirdly positive. Where, like, uh, it's not that they're going to live in a post-apocalyptic world where any of their family members might die ever. Uh, it's, oh, no, there's going to be a, a new civilization. And these none of these ch- children are in danger of 
being eaten by zombies, it's weirdly the most optimistic ending where all of the rest of humanity dies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's... I think that's everything. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't a very long movie at all. No, it, it, it flew by. It was by. only like an hour and three minutes. Really? I thought it was a little longer than that. No, no, it didn't feel very long. <laughs> yeah, it, it blew by, honestly. Uh, so yeah, I, I give it, uh, in general, six, seven out of ten. Like, it was pretty darn good for a zombie movie, but in general, it's like a seven for me. I mean, I said earlier, I'd give it like an eight. Yeah. It, it was it, fun, and it was new. Like, I had new ideas, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, like like we mentioned a few times now, it, this ending is not something we've seen before. Mm-hmm. It's it, it was novel, and I, I always appreciate when someone actually does anything that's interesting and new. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, solid seven, eight out of ten. Go watch it. Have a good time. Uh, what else do you have to do at this <laughs> this junction in our lives? Uh, but that's everything for us. See you next time. Bye. Bye.